Hi everyone, my name is Steve Tudor and welcome to the Premier League Preview Show. It's a show that thinks Leandro Trossard needs to get more vitamin D down him. On today's pod we're looking ahead to a trip to Nottingham, home of Rally Bikes, Shane Meadows and fans who never shut up about winning the European Cup several decades ago. We'll also be going around the grounds, covering all of this weekend's other big games, with Arsenal, Manchester United and Newcastle all playing mid-table sides this week. Yes, that was a dig at Liverpool. To discuss all this and more, I'm delighted to be joined today by a Friday favourite in the form of Ben McKean. Hi Ben, you there? Hi Steve, yeah, all good, thanks, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, looking forward to a nice weekend. Um, I will be streaming Forest. You will be going to Forest. Are you looking forward to it? Yes, I am going. Yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I've been, I think I've been to their ground once, not to watch City play, but I was, I was thinking about it last night. It was uh, depressing. It was over, over about 20 years ago or something. I'm sure a lot's changed, but hmm. yeah, I managed to managed to get a ticket and feeling a little bit guilty because I couldn't get my son one. So just just me going. Uh, but no, looking forward to it. I think I think the allocation's quite small and stuff like that. So those those games, to be honest, are, are the ones for the, the best atmosphere when we're sort of all, all crammed yeah. in the corner on the same level or something. So yeah, should be a good one. And of course, normal three o'clock kickoff. So shouldn't be too much of a rush or a late night back equally. So looking forward to it. Yeah, it's a good run down there, isn't it? Um, Nottingham, it's a, it's a nice enough drive. Um, yeah, and a, a nice enough city, but I'm guessing. Well, you may well eat before the game, but it's a case of getting in and out, isn't it? At, at yeah, working. absolutely. And I'd probably look a little bit odd if I went to Hooters by myself. Looking ahead to the game itself, what kind of lineup are you anticipating? I mean, we've said this a few times recently on the pod, where it has long been a fruitless endeavour to try and second guess Pep Guardiola, but right now it just feels like an impossible task. Um, so let's kind of start with the obvious starting point, I guess, which is, are you anticipating he goes with Bernardo again at left-back? I think he will. I've, I've been banging the drum sort of the last few weeks about stability and really getting away from this changing five or six players uh, and just changing, you know, obviously changes do need to happen, but changing one, two, three players max, really. Um, and I think the last couple of games we've seen that, obviously, I think there was, there was the one change, I think, for the, uh, for the Arsenal game, which was Aki coming in. Um, so I'm hoping for that. Whether we get that is, is another story, but I do think uh, I think it's it's working well with Bernardo. Um, it was obviously the first half against Arsenal where we were under the cosh a bit, but I think we we turned it round and I think it worked really well against Aston Villa. Um, so although it's it's unorthodox, I do think um, that we're going to maybe keep with this lineup now and keep this rhythm going as Pep always goes on about. Um, and yeah, hopefully. Keep very similar, maybe one or two changes, um, but just just keep going now, and that's the that's the thing that I'm I'm going with really now is keep keep going, keep the momentum going, keep the rhythm going, and hopefully we can kick on. Yeah, it does look like we're going to need one of those runs, which we're kind of famous for, um, and now would be as good a time as any to, to embark upon one. Um, the sacrifice of a left back. <laughs> That's a sentence I never thought I'd have to, I'll say, but the sacrificing of a left back is clearly to retain the control and the numbers that City have in midfield, uh, which has brought so much success in in recent years. But with the addition now of Haaland up front, did that work against Arsenal? Because I kind of fall between two stools here. I mean, it's interesting what Pep said after the game about how 
tactics um, implemented in the first half was horrible, to use his words. Yeah. But no changes made as regards to you know Bernardo and, and the left-back situation until the hour mark. So I don't even think he was referring to that. Maybe he was talking about something which laymen such as me and you don't really notice. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But how, how did you kind of regard it? I mean, as you said, we were under the caution in the first half against Arsenal, as you'd expect. We fared fairly well, I would say, but we did improve later on in the game. So, how, would would you say it's been a success so far? Kind of relying on Bernardo to essentially play two roles. Well, I think Pep's comments. Yeah, I heard those ones where he said it was horrible, and I think the word I heard him use was he said we were too passive, right, in the first half. Um, so, yeah, I think it was it was probably minute detail that was changed. That, as you say, is probably over our heads, but maybe a bit more. Um, you know, of an attitude type thing. Maybe we were sitting yeah. off them a little bit, a little bit too much. Um, but I think it probably did give us control. I think in the first half, obviously, I think Arsenal were the better team, and they did have more of an impact. But how, I guess, how close they got to our goal is is the big is the big uh, measure. I, I think I they only had one shot on target all game, which I presume is the penalty because I presume obviously the. The um the one that we cleared off the line when the penalty was given is doesn't count. So they had one one shot on target all game. And Ketia missed a couple of headers, didn't he? Which he probably should have put on target. But yeah, one was a sitter, wasn't it? I don't remember. I remember us being under pressure, but almost you know the, our goal certainly wasn't getting peppered. So I guess in that respect, it it probably did work. Um, and the second half, it, it definitely worked. And as I said earlier, I think at Villa it worked. So. I think my worry a little bit is that, you know, without Bernardo, I guess is he he's probably the only man in the squad that can do that. And Pep talked later on about his his intelligence to be able to do that. Obviously, Pep, you get the impression Pep minute manages the players a little bit, but you know, for those sort of things when it's so quick, it's mm. relying on Bernardo having the intelligence to go, right, no, I need to stand here, I need to I need to come inside now, I need to go out wide now. Um and I think I must admit with, and you know, I know it's been been said on this pod a little bit that you know I have become a bit frustrated with Bernardo about the you know is he is he going to go probably, yeah. um, but you know the last couple of games I've watched him I've just thought God he's such a good player he's a hell of a player and he makes a huge difference to us and I think when we played our best over the last few years he's been a key part of that so I think he gives us that control um, I still think it is a, a little bit of a risk um, to to how we play you know I think if we get if a team does run at us that that side, we're not going to be as strong, or we're going to you know rely on two or three people having outstanding games, whether that be Laporte or Ake. But I sort of feel with the control that Pep wants, there's not a lot of other options, and particularly around left back. Uh, I I I think I said one of the pods previously. I thought Ake's had a good season, a solid season, but when he has played at left back, and particularly when we've dominated the game and, and had a lot of the ball, he's been a little bit wasted out there as a position so yeah yeah I guess with Bernardo we don't have that is we do have a genuine player who can attack um so I think they'll keep going with it and I think it is working um but it, again going back to, with City's like overall balance of the season does it feel perfect no it doesn't feel perfect but you know let's let's see what we can build with it now yeah I, I think um Bernardo is the, the perfect player for what he's been asked to do. 
Um, I, I think it's it's a kind of really hard thing to ask of any player to, to fulfil the role that he's he's been asked to fill. Um, but if if it's going to be anyone in the city squad, then he kind of fits like a glove, really, in regards to his work rate, his defensive attributes. I know obviously he's, he's an offensive player, but um, you know he he's always been someone who, if you stick him in the middle of the park, for example, and ask him to play alongside Fernandinho in the past. Um, you know, defensively, he's reliable. So he does kind of, he has that variety of attributes that makes that role possible for him. But still, as you said, it, it's not perfect. But if it works, then boy, I mean, it, you know, the benefit it gives us. Um, just on, on the kind of um, the act of doing so, you know, the actual Guardiola's commitment to doing this. Um, me and Tom were saying on the pod this week that it's not, you know, innovative in, in particular. It's it's not so, uh, you know, a genius move in any way. But essentially saying, OK, I don't really fancy the left-backs I've got right now. Yeah. What, what if we did without a left-back? I think yeah. even Steve Bruce could come up with that idea. But I think there's only possibly one, two maybe Bill, so maybe three coaches in world football I could think of who'd say, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> to yeah. actually commit to doing it because it's madness. It's pure madness. I remember he did, he did it, was it was it Huddersfield or somebody a few years ago and he just didn't, he decided not to play a right back whatsoever. <laughs> whatever. So, so yeah, I mean, he, he, he knows way more than us, doesn't he? And, you know, Bernardo took it in there, gives him that extra player, gives him that control that maybe we've lacked. And maybe, you know, in in title runs or, or title wins or stuff, sometimes these managers do land on something unexpectedly. Don't yes. they? So maybe this is yeah. our our little wrinkle and it's gonna be gonna be the thing that takes us over the line, who knows? Yeah, I mean it's also if if you step back from it, because obviously we're talking here as City fans, but if you step back from it, it's fascinating to watch as well, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. It's 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 seeing something that we've not really seen before. Um, playing out in the Premier League at the top of the Premier League against teams of the quality of Arsenal, that in itself is is absolutely fascinating. Um, looking at City's kind of last two wins, it's far too early to say that you know we we are we're back um, that all the problems have gone, but there's certainly been improvements. Do you think an aspect of that improvement has been the Premier League charges? Do you think it's galvanised City? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's very much a first world problem, but the demand <laughs> to to keep these players, in, yeah, in both senses, but the demand to keep these players hungry and motivated, yeah, uh, as we've seen over the years with the various teams, is is obviously a huge thing. Um, you know, we've seen it this season. You could say with with the likes of Liverpool, maybe Chelsea's a different situation, but certainly I'd say Liverpool. Have dropped off because they they lose that hunger. On the flip side, you saw it when Liverpool narrowly lost out to us, and then the season after, you know they absolutely battered the league, didn't they? So I think to put the um, to put the pressure on us, um, we we needed something like this. And Pep, you know, has totally used it like all good managers do. And you know, again, having a siege mentality isn't something isn't isn't rocket science. A lot of managers have used that over the years, but. I mean, you can just picture Pep, the way he talks in interviews and the way he responds to things. You can picture him with the players sort of sitting them down and saying, you know, everybody's doubting you. Everybody is calling you out as imposters and cheats and saying you've not deserved the titles that you've won. You know, let's, you know, go and prove them wrong, basically. And I really think 
it's helped us, I think, over the years. And this includes, you know, Pep's obviously central to this, but when our backs have been up, uh, been, been up against it, we've, you know, it's helped us and it's got mm. us motivated and got us, you know, that bit of fight. It's like there's individual players, you know, I'd say Kev is at his best when he's, you know, when he's a bit pissed off and angry. Definitely. You could see see that against Arsenal when he's pushing Arteta out of the way. Um, and that's that's great to see as a fan, a bit of fight. Um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned De Bruyne there. Um, remember against Spurs when was, he was fouled, wasn't he? And it wasn't given us. Uh, and then he yeah. just basically went on a charge. And I just thought, yeah. God, if, if ever 10 seconds sums up Kevin De Bruyne, it, it's that. Because he is at his absolute best when he's seriously Angry pissed Kev. off. Angry <laughs> Kevin, indeed, yeah. Um, Kev. <laughs> oh, God, let's hope not. <laughs> never, <laughs> never have Kevin. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> that. Um, it feels like we're improving and the results are backing that up. Are there still any kind of flaws, any failings on our part? Are there still things that concern you from, you know, let's say the Spurs defeat was was maybe the ultimate kind of low point of the season to date. Um, but prior to that, there was, you know, um, some poor performances. Are you seeing any evidence of what you saw in those poor performances against Villa and against Arsenal? Or has it been a kind of a, a complete transformation? I think... There's still a worry and still a fragility around the defence, um, and I, I think it would obviously be a bit remiss to not mention Edison in the last the last couple of games. Yeah, yeah. Um, I personally, I think he's he has a bit of a bad press from from City fans. I don't think he's quite as bad of a shot stopper as people say. Um, but you know, there's a couple of times in the Arsenal game, obviously with the the penalty, which I didn't think was a penalty. It was pretty pretty soft. But I equally thought, what what's he doing there? Into you know, there was three defenders around him, and also I think there was one in the second half when they flashed it across the box, and he was absolutely nowhere near it. So I think he's not having the best of seasons. Um, but yeah, the defense it just seems a little bit fragile now. Now with Diaz coming in the last couple of games, hopefully we're going to see a turnaround with that. Um, and as I said earlier about Ake. Despite me saying about his his um his lack of attacking threat, he does just get better and better. And again, against Arsenal, I thought he played that role in that he was obviously covering on the left hand side when Bernardo pushed forward, but coming inside a few times, winning lots of key headers. Mm. Um, I think he he had a great game as well. So again, it's the defence really that that makes me a little bit nervous. Um, and particularly, you know, I guess with one less body, if Bernardo is playing that sort of hybrid left left back role, that's not going to get. Um, any more solidified, but maybe maybe Pep's seeing it now that if we can, you know, get that chaos football that all the fans have been talking about this for this uh, this season and score more than the opposition, that's that's all that matters. Thanks for listening to the first fifteen minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes, and much more, go to ninety three twenty dot com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.